Hello everyone. Hello lovely people. I hope that you are doing well today. And with our second episode of this podcast, uh, which is all about mental health and well-being and raising the awareness about mental health. Hello today to Dr. Rasera, my friend. Hello everyone. <laughs> Thank you Rashida for having me here once again. Yes, thank you. I hope that, as I said, everyone is doing well. And uh, in today's episode, we will be talking about self-esteem and self-compassion as, let's say, a form of um, self-care. And there are different aspects of uh, self-esteem. And many people uh, in today's world seem to uh, kind of like suffer from having a low self-esteem, either um, because they were raised in a certain environments, they were kids, they were bullied, maybe. There are multiple causes that could cause actually uh, having a low self-esteem. So Dr. Astera, what are the causes actually, or the issues that cause to developing this kind of like having a low self-esteem or people, they don't feel good enough? Well, uh, as you've said, uh, self-esteem is like a continuum. On the one um, end of the continuum, we have people who have very high self-esteem, but it's not necessarily supported um, by the reality. And that's, that's self-esteem that is uh, not really healthy. But then on the other um, side of the continuum, we have people who think quite lowly about themselves. They're um, perceive their personal value as low. They do not have very positive opinion about themselves uh, or their skills, and uh, they evaluate their, their self-worth uh, quite um, quite low. So that's uh, what we call uh, low self-esteem, and that's of course also something that is not uh, very healthy to have because it can. Uh, block us from um, thriving in life. Uh, it can block us from achieving what we want to achieve, um, different goals. Um, and uh, what are what are the um, things that are um, in the foundation of uh, low self-esteem? Um, for example, it's personal beliefs. That's one of the things. Um, throughout our life, we start to develop different uh, beliefs about uh, ourselves and our skills. And that's pretty much also uh, linked to how we were treated in childhood, whether our, our parents were supportive or whether our parents were really unkind for us when we um, were trying to, to do something new and um, we didn't manage uh, for the first time. Uh, because if someone um, repeatedly um, was treated in an unkind way by parents or other caregivers when they tried to develop different skills um, in, at different ages, then you internalize the negative uh, belief about your skills. If you are told that, well, obviously you are not successful enough or, or you can't do it, uh, then you start internalizing um, all those um, words that you hear from, from significant others. Um, also, you start uh, developing different emotions that are linked to those beliefs. And of course, if you think lowly about yourself and your skills and your abilities, those emotions will not be um, positive either. They will be rather 
uh, emotions that are quite challenging, like anger or being upset. Um, so um, that's something that is definitely in the, um, at the foundation of uh, our self-esteem. Then uh, we can also um, say that uh, another thing is uh, different self-expectations that we have, because when we have quite um, healthy expectations, we know what, um, what our skills are, what our abilities are, but at the same time, we know what, um, what are different limitations uh, that we have. Then we can set um, expect the expectations that we can um, we can achieve. We can set goals that uh, that we can achieve. Uh, but if if we are um, used to that, uh, for example, our parents or other caregivers or other people later in life that were significant to us uh, had very high expectations, and we not always were able to meet those very high expectations, we can also start developing low self-esteem because we start um, perceiving that we are actually failing and we are not good enough. So that's that's another thing. Um, we also have lots of unhelpful assumptions that are rooted um, far back in our childhood or, or the, um, the times when we were teenagers mm -hmm. and also different uh, negative self-evaluations that uh, well, we've learned throughout throughout our life. So that is all um, that can affect our self-esteem in either way. Um, it can either help us to, um, to have um, good, healthy self-esteem, but at the same time, uh, uh, it can actually um, lead to uh, developing low, low self-esteem over time. Mm -hmm. Indeed, I think um, the experiences that we had as uh, teenagers, especially around that time, are very important to have a healthy self-esteem because majority of us have been bullied uh, in that um, period of our lives. And we link that kind of like comparison uh, in somehow, and we believe maybe that we're not good enough, or maybe because we were treated in a certain way, or maybe the, the kind of like the children around us who bullied that us back on time uh, without having kind of like, or like, let's say, knowing the um, damaging uh, effect of, you know, treating someone That's badly, true. they, they mm -hmm. kind of like we develop uh, over the years this um, not good enough feeling and it's like day after day and year after year we sort kind of like believe it and we do not even notice and we talk if you talk to people, you know, most of the incidents are related to this kind of like um, era of their lives. And as you said, maybe also some people were not treated uh, good, good enough uh, during their childhood. So it's, it's something that is uh, kind of like deeply rooted and it requires um, our effort to actually improve and work on our self-worth and self-esteem and how we value ourselves. It's, it's, it really requires our effort and our intention to actually improve it because at the end of the day, if we do not take action to correct, uh, let's say, or to work on what is missing in our lives, we can never fix anything or we cannot, let's say, thrive in life, as you said. 
Yes, that's very true. Um, it is exactly like that. Uh, our level of self-esteem is pretty much um, conditioned uh, throughout our life and it starts early in the childhood and then of course it progresses as we are growing up when uh, we are teenagers and uh, during uh, this whole period um, we may face as you said bullying at school I think that quite a lot of people were at some point uh, bullied this way or another for this reason or another because um, in most cultures bullying is well, now regarded as something negative, but well, 20 years ago or 15 years ago or even today, um, it is actually still acceptable in a way or it, it is happening. So, um, And then, as I said, uh, in childhood, uh, many people were also treated by their caregivers um, in a way that they should have not been treated. And that's not always um not always the um the fault of the fair, uh, of the caregivers but maybe they just lacked lacked the skills um to actually uh, be supportive and uh, and to um bring uh, their children up in a way that uh, they have healthy self esteem um in different uh, different um, uh, decades there were different ways of uh, bringing up children in different countries was also quite a cultural thing. So um, that's pretty, pretty, unfortunately common that, uh, that some people didn't really get that support from their parents or caregivers that they, they needed in childhood. And um, there are lots of things that can, can affect uh, self-esteem, as I've mentioned before, and definitely neglect or abuse is something that is not helping to develop a healthy self-esteem. Any kind of hardship, um, also prolonged illness can make us feel that we are not good enough. And then uh, when we reach um, school age, it can be, for example, the inability to fit in. Um, and that can be linked to lower self-esteem. Uh, we may face bullying uh, because we don't really fit uh, that well. And then, of course, this is something that is not going to be unnoticed, uh, so to say, by by us. And um, it definitely um, has its uh, result on, on how we see ourselves and uh, how we develop our self-esteem further. Um, also, lack of attention or encouragement or affection or warmth in those formative years, especially in childhood, that's something that can make us feel rather incompetent or worthless, uh, incapable, um, maybe also inadequate. So that is all deeply rooted. And exactly as you say, um, this is something that we are not really responsible for. It's more about um, our environment because we can't really say that a child or even, even um, a teenager who is 11 or 12 uh, is responsible what is happening to them if they are facing um, such hardship like bullying or or not being recognized um, even by their parents uh, properly. But when we now when we are adults, when we reach adulthood, it is up to us what we are going to do with our uh, self-esteem. And if we have low self-esteem, then it's definitely better if we start doing something with it because it, low self-esteem can prevent us from, from reaching lots of our goals in our life. And that's 
that's definitely not helping us thrive or it's not going mm -hmm. to make us feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So your words will lead me to my next question and which is the most important part. Now we kind of like discuss the causes and how and from where this low esteem can come, but it's never too late and we can always find solutions, fix, get better. And it's all about taking action. And as you said, um, now we are adults and it's really up to us to take our lives in control. And maybe as a, a form of self-care, we can work on our self-esteem. So what are the best ways in, to work on developing a healthy self-esteem? And, you know, it's never too late, no matter where you are, no matter what is your age, it's never too late to actually start work on uh, your self-esteem. So Dr. Estera, how we can start to work on our self-esteem gradually? Well, one of the things, for example, that we can uh, start with is to um, avoid limiting language in our self-talk. Um, when we talk to ourselves, when we are giving ourselves pep talks, um, there should be positive um, because our language is uh, charged emotionally. If we have low self-esteem, we probably pretty often actually pull ourselves down um, in our self-talk rather than uh, lift ourselves up. So we should remember that the way that we talk to ourselves, the way we try to motivate ourselves with our inner voice um, has to be kind. We need to be kind to ourselves. We should not be limiting um, ourselves by the use of, of different limiting words or, or words that bring, um, bring up um, challenging emotions. Um, we should rather uh, focus on our strengths and qualities in our uh, self-talk and those things that are in our control. So that would be um, one way. Um, mm -hmm. but would definitely be helpful to, to um, improve our self-esteem. Another thing would be to also take care of our emotions because, um, as I have said, if we have low levels of self-esteem, uh, we probably also um, have quite a lot of uh, challenging emotions that, uh, that are present on a daily basis and especially when we um, can't achieve our goals. Um, then most likely we are upset, we feel anger, uh, fear, maybe frustration, also guilt. Um, so one of the things um, that we can do to help ourselves improve our self-esteem is to develop such coping skills um, that we can manage those emo challenging emotions uh, productively. So mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's one of the, of the strategies as well. And if... Um, if anyone thinks that they can't do it um, themselves, it's always uh, possible to, to ask a professional. Um, both, uh, coping mechanisms and, and low self-esteem is so deeply rooted that uh, we sometimes may need professional help with developing um, new coping skills that uh, are not um, undermining our self-worth or self-esteem, but uh, that help us grow. So that's, yeah. uh, that's another thing. And yeah. um, I would also recommend that um, 
when we set different uh, goals, there should, of course, be uh, inspiring. There should be the goals that we uh, want to achieve. But in some way, we also should, uh, should have some self-reflection, whether we are able to, um, to achieve those goals, whether they are not much over um, what we can actually do. Um, so that would be quite good if when we are setting goals, we should also think about our skills and knowledge, whether it's enough for us to, um, to achieve that goal. But of course, if we think that uh, we are not knowledgeable or skillful enough, we don't have to leave that goal. We just need to update our knowledge and skills. So um, that's one of the things that can also help us to improve um, our self-esteem. Um, because when we learn new things, then we are more capable and then we can reach uh, those goals that maybe before were not able for, uh, for us to, um, to reach. So that's, um, that's another thing. And also um, joining a support network or maybe creating a support network um, that could encompass your friends or uh, other like-minded individuals who have similar goals, who strive to um, to uh, reach similar things in life, can be can be quite helpful for developing a more healthy um, and higher self-esteem, like um, a group uh, of of individuals that support one another. Um, is always quite uh, quite helpful uh, for everyone uh, when we want to reach uh, something in life. Networking that's uh, that's something that is very important these days. So these ways of um, working on self-esteem are things that we can basically try to implement um, straight away in our lives. And the last thing that I wanted to say is definitely if you achieve your goal, then take the credit for it. Because lots of people, they do not feel that even if they achieve uh, a goal, that this is something that is worth um, being proud of or, um, or uh, taking credit for it. But it is. We should not deny ourselves uh, the recognition um, for achieving something that is, that is important to us. Um, in that way, we have a psychological re reward and we are emotionally uh, gratified. So taking credit for your success is also something that we all should practice um, each time we achieve something that is important to us. Yes, yes, I, I totally agree. And uh, thank you for sharing this uh, gradual and doable actually uh, methods to improve and develop a good healthy self-esteem you know what amazes me is that when we talk to our friends we kind of like are most of the time kind and encouraging and we don't ever use the word like you don't tell to your friends oh gosh you're stupid you're not good enough you did that but when it comes to ourselves, sometimes we go hard on ourselves. And that's the importance of, as you said, the self-talk. So reflect on your self-talk. What are the words that you are telling yourself? Let's say that treat yourself as your best friend. Would you go to your best friend and tell them, you're so stupid, you're this, you're that? No, you wouldn't do that. You're actually kind and compassionate toward you towards your best friend so why not try at least 
to praise yourself or or change the words that you use to change this reality and build kind of like a healthier self-esteem over time instead of I'm not good enough or I'm stupid. You can use like I'm good enough, but I need to just, you know, improve my skills in that area. And there is always something to be done. Instead of saying to yourself, I'm so stupid because I did this, acknowledge that you did a mistake, but tell yourself and keep always a learning mindset and learn from your mistake and improve yourself and work on it. And be kinder always to, towards yourself because you wouldn't do it, for example, for someone that you love. So why would you go and do it to yourself? And that's the importance of self-talk. Also, yeah, as you said, that's a very important point that you are making. Yeah, 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 indeed. Because when I talk to, to, to people or when I notice, and even with myself in the kind of like past years, I was going so hard on myself. At, I'm so stupid. Uh, and I just keep repeating on those kind of like words. But the language that we use actually matters. And it's because of all the books and the experiences and meeting meeting great people like you is that when I started to notice and change the language that I use towards myself, it's like, I don't use these words with my friends. Why should I use it with, kind of like with myself? And also- Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that the problem is that many people do not really um developed uh, did not really develop self-compassion they don't really have much self-compassion uh, because as you said we are usually kind to our friends when our friends um have some issues uh, when they do not manage to achieve something or something that happens to them uh, in their lives we are trying to be kind we are try trying to lift them up uh, we quite often tell them that well you know this is just one uh, event, you will be fine later, you know, after a while you will have a different perspective on what has happened. Um, and we tell them that, uh, well, some life difficulties are just inevitable, whatever we are doing, um, no matter how much we try to avoid them, sometimes we unfortunately experience some life changes that are unexpected and quite turbulent. Uh, and we're trying to be kind to our friends. Uh, but when the same things are happening to us, as you said, we quite often uh, are quite judgmental and we can't really show our kindness to ourselves. And that's something which is also uh, rooted uh, deeply in, in our formative years. Unfortunately, that's, uh, that's something that is also um, developing over time. Um, in life it's not that we decide not to be self-compassionate it's just something that um that we've witnessed as children or than teenagers um but was done to us and when we internalize this way of talking um to ourselves with our inner voice so um what is important is to remember that self-compassion um is something that can help you improve uh, your self-esteem and you should should have self-compassion uh, for yourself because um, by having self-compassion you recognize that you are imperfect you may fail once in a while it's completely normal and um, you also um, 
somehow understand that life difficulties are out there and you will probably face one or two uh, every now and then. And that's why being gentle uh, to yourself is, is very important. So I would definitely recommend to practice self-compassion and stop being, um, stop criticizing uh, yourself, stop, stop um, pulling yourself down, especially in those times when you are struggling and you actually need a proper pep talk, not uh, some sort of judgmental criticism um, from yourself to yourself. Yes, yes. The thing is, um, I totally agree with you on, you know, we should stop putting ourselves down and we should be more gentle and kind towards uh, ourselves. But it doesn't mean at the same time that um, we kind of like uh, sometimes exaggerate. And that's the, the role of self-compassion is that you acknowledge that you are having a hard moment, for example, if you are being just uh, kind of like informed that you are having illness or you are going to throw out a hardship, you acknowledge you are suffering. This is hard moments for you, but also you are aware, you are being aware that you're not alone in this. There are other people who are going, you know, in this big world who are going throughout the same circumstances, which makes it kind of like uh, you are being kind to yourself and you are not dismissing your feeling. On the contrary, you are embracing all this pain and the sufferance, but at the same time, you are not being the victim and you are just being kind of like kind, embracing your pain, acknowledging it, but at the same time aware that other people as well, maybe they are going throughout the same circumstances. And developing your self-compassion towards yourself it doesn't mean that you play the victim. No, it's it's just being kind, gentle to yourself and changing the language that you use towards yourself. And, you know, just building. It's a, it's a practice that could be learned, let's say, like anything else. And as you said earlier about self-esteem, when we need professional help now, multiple counselors and therapists and coaches can help us you know develop all these kind of like if we are struggling with self-esteem we there is no shame or whatsoever to seek professional help in, in therapy if needed or maybe self-help books uh, whatever helps you just go and do it you know take action to improve the missing part Yes, definitely. That's something that we should start doing even today if we have a problem with our self-esteem. And as you've mentioned, there are lots of um, good resources. So we can use um, books uh, that can help us improve self-esteem. We can um, ask for professional help, uh, for example, a coach or, or a psychologist. There are different ways and uh, and definitely we can be supported during this uh, journey. So we are not alone. Yeah, yeah, indeed. We are not alone. And uh, uh, also one, one little practice or quick exercise uh, is that, you know, human touch have a huge impact. And 
one quick exercise that you could do to just, you know, show some self-compassion towards yourself is that by putting your hand on, on your heart and breathe gently uh, for a few minutes or for a few seconds and just, you know, um, try to, you know, either bring uh, a good moment, specific moments where you felt loved and safe and, and cherished and savor that feeling or just put your hand on your heart and just, you know, feel the stillness and the, a peaceful moment. These are, are ways that could, you know, nurture or let's say simple exercises that would serve uh, to some people as just a beginning, you know, a beginning to uh, kind of like being more compassionate. And the thing is about this pandemic is that before we were maybe not compassionate enough towards other humans. It was just me, me, me word. But throughout the pandemic, ironically, we got more connected and there's this sense of compassion and kindness that is brewing uh, during this uh, pandemic. So let's take that momentum and, and build healthy practices. And it's, it's really the right moment to start. Yes, that's true. Um, this pandemic has showed us that uh, we probably weren't um, compassionate enough to ourselves and other people around us. Maybe even other, other people around us uh, was um, a bigger problem, but we didn't show compassion and kindness to uh, others. So let's hope that um, at least um, this will be something positive. Um, resulting from this uh, pandemic that we um, have begun to be more compassionate and kind to other people but also to ourselves. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much Dr. Estera for joining us and for... Well, thank um, you for having me here. All the wisdom that you shared with us uh, today. I'm sure that it will help people out there to learn and at least take the first step to improve and develop their self-esteem and work on their self-compassion. And thank you again. Thank you for having me here. Yes, I, I hope that everyone will take at least the first step to uh, work towards um, a healthier uh, and higher self-esteem if they are struggling with um, feelings of uh, not being worthy enough. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. And uh, thank you. Make sure you wait for our next episodes and tune in. And thank you for your support. Have a magical day. Yes.